this speech will be the second most disappointing thing you've experienced with me. Oh, no. Okay, see, you got comedy. Wow, this guy is good. This guy is good, bro. This guy is great. Also, wow. this speech will last more than 30 seconds. Oh, my. I'm sold. I'm already sold. All right, and welcome to another episode of the People of Dreams podcast. I'm here with Travis. He is a third-year commerce student, and he is also a musician. Hi, Travis. Hey, Mario. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Okay, we are... Okay, faithful listeners and maybe not so faithful listeners. We are here in a new location. Not this room currently, but in the grand scheme of things, we are in another country. We're not in Queens. We're not in Kingston, Ontario. We are in Birmingham, uh, United Kingdom. Uh, and we are, we're, me and Travis are both on exchange abroad, so we're studying abroad for the semester. And since I have a person of Queens, it's not just one person of Queens, it's going to be two. Um, so I, we thought we'd do a podcast together here. And we are drinking some non-Canadian craft. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah, okay. It is, uh, we're drinking some Camden Town Brewery. I probably should have researched and figured out, you know, where Camden is. <laughs> And all these things, but I, I was like, Camden, that sounds like a very English name. And might I add, I, I normally have to, like, you know, like, sacrifice an arm and a leg to get, like, this beer. Because it's normally far from where I live. But here, I mean, I just went down to your local Tesco. Yeah, good old yeah, Tesco. Good old Tesco, which me and Travis have been living out of. Um, basically a small, uh, I guess a grocery chain. That in Sainsbury is the main grocery chain. And they have they have all sorts of alcohol. They have spirits and everything, so they they don't hold back. But uh, Travis this is the part of the the podcast where I I read what the description on the uh, the beer is. But what we're drinking today is Camden Hell's Lager, Camden Town Brewery. I like lagers. You should do it in your British accent. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> no. I, I like the description. I like the description. What the hells? Thanks for asking. Hells is the love child of our two favorite German styles of Hells and Pilsner. C- clean, crisp, and dry. It's the beer we can we always wanted to drink, and the reason we started our brewery. Hope you. We hope you agree. Man, it amazes me how much I failed basic reading skills every time I read one of these descriptions. But that's it. And and in the in the in the scale of Hell's to Pilsner, it is apparently in the middle. So that's cool. cheers. Cheer okay, now we cheers. Thanks for the beer. Hold on. <laughs> now we cheers. We're drinking from the can. Okay, there you go. <laughs> There's not much of a cheers. Cheers, buddy. Yep, that tastes like uh, beer. Yeah, it's actually I don't I don't mind that, it's good. That's a good lager. I actually like that. Um, do you have any thoughts? What do you think? It's not bad. It kind of tastes like, you know, like there's a few beers, like Lucky Lager and stuff like that. It tastes pretty similar to like kind of any lager, but it's good. Yeah, so they're trying to say that it's crossed with a Pilsner. I, I could see that, but I, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really know if I agree. Yeah. It, t- it just tastes like a lager. And everything. <laughs> yeah, same. But uh, no, it's good. It's not bad. It's good. So there's that, that's the beer. And now we're gonna go, now we're doing something called 
um, starting from the bottom to the top. So I just wanted to know, obviously this podcast is about you, Travis, but just tell us about like where, where you grew up and where you're from. Okay, well, I grew up in just south of Vancouver, which is in BC. For those of you who don't know, obviously you do. Um, yeah, I grew up there just with my dad, sister, and now stepmom, and just, you know, had a normal childhood, went to... Where, where in BC, though? Sorry to cut you off. Uh, south of Vancouver, so it's like, like, you went there, it's like the yeah, terminal called Tawasin. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that weird town that anybody who knows of, like, south of Vancouver, I just say ferry terminal, and they're like, oh, yeah, like that place, so. <laughs> so I didn't even know that was another, that was another town, that's pretty ignorant of me, but. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of small, I guess, there's maybe, like, 20,000 people, so. Is there, is there something, do you like uh, Tawasin, or is there something that was staple about growing up there? I like it, yeah, like, it's really fun, but once when you graduate high school, it's kind of, it gets really boring because then everyone, you know, goes away for school or like starts working jobs and stuff. And then if you're kind of there, it becomes a bit boring if you don't have something to do. I mean, some people still love it, but I mean, I'm glad I'm kind of out here. You know, I think Birmingham's a bit better than Tawasin right now. <laughs> then good old Tawasin. I love that name. That's such a, a Canadian name. It is a Native American name, but it's, it, it reminds me of uh, good old you know, very, very BC things. But, um, is there, so did you always grow up there or did you live anywhere else? I lived in Victoria actually, which you've also been to for a year. Um, when I was in grade six and that was fun. It was really different. Cause that was like, I always went to private elementary school and that was my first year of middle school. Cause I do middle school over there, six to eight. And then, so I did that with my sister and it was kind of weird, like, you know, figuring out like public school, like I don't have to wear a uniform and stuff. So that was nice. And then, yeah, we came back, just did the school year there and then came back and I was for grade seven, I came back to Tawasin. Was that for your, like your father's work or something like that? Yeah. He was like, cause he was single at the time and he was trying to find like new partners and then <laughs> being a dog, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, what a lad, yeah, what a lad, <laughs> a lad move. Um, did it work out for him? He didn't find anyone over there, but obviously, like, when he came back, like, he found, like, my now stepmom stuff, so that worked out well. Wow. But, yeah, go see. We had the wedding, actually, last August. Oh. It was so much fun. I, yeah, I got really drunk. <laughs> 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 it was a good That's time. what weddings are for. Yeah. I always say weddings are for, oh, this is very unethical. Besides the actual marriage, I, I like the, the open bar. Yeah, it was sweet. All my dad's, like, co-workers were there, and I worked with them over the summer. And then, so it was fun to see them drunk for the first time because you know it's like being in the office with them all day. It's a bit different. And then oh, you so you got them. to see your coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they love the booze, so it was good. It was a good time. That's the, yeah, that's a privilege I haven't had personally, but I'm not sure if I want to pursue that per se. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I want to talk to my. I'm always afraid of that. I'm always afraid of drinking in like workplace settings. But I'm sure, like once you're done working there, it's like all bets are off. I guess, but. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun to see him like a different environment. Like, yeah, just, like work all the time. Yeah, that's true. Cause you're always like there. You're you're not there for fun, but then if you're there like outside with your coworkers, you're there for a different reason. Yeah, it's like you're not getting paid to be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, so th so that's interesting. But but take me back. Uh, let's start a little bit. So, 
you grew up in in Tawasin. Is is there a, is there a big? Did you go to a big elementary school or? Uh, I actually went to one that was like just north of my town in Ladner, which is like a farm town. Um, but yeah, so I had like elementary school there, and then for high school I went to like there's one in Tawasin that's like the main public one that I went to. Oh okay. It was your was there anything that that stuck out from that time or? <laughs> I mean I don't know like. I guess it's just kind of the same old like elementary school, you know. We have. Did you do anything especially cringy? Uh oh man. I'm gonna have to come back to that one. There definitely is a few times, but I'll I'll, I'll have to come back to that one for sure. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. What what about did you? So you went from like a smaller uh, elementary, and then you went to Victoria, and then you came back, and then you went to high school. Was it was it a bit different for you from going from like a small place to like a very big high school it kind of was but I made like I had to obviously make a bit of new friends but then I played a lot like sports like soccer baseball hockey and stuff when I was younger so I was able to have like a bunch of friends from there who also went to high school so it wasn't like I was starting totally fresh if that makes sense but so it was cool then like I had you know a bunch of friends from sports so we all hung out with and stuff and oh so did you did you always uh play sports you so you played three sports yeah i played well i played hockey until i was 12 i was terrible uh so quit that and then (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was a pigeon but kept playing soccer and uh baseball still play baseball now and then golf too as well which i love oh wow okay is is there one that you you like especially or do you like I don't know. I love golf, but then baseball is like a team sport. It's the most fun because I'm playing on men's league right now and we play Wednesday and Sunday and pretty much all we do after practice is just go and drink and stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's what Scott was telling me about his rugby uh, his rugby men's league. There's a lot of drinking after the games. Yeah, even with so the opposing much. team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun actually. And it's good baseball too, so it's competitive, which is good. Won the we actually won the provincials last yeah two summers ago and then we we, we won we won the like cup and we brought it to the roxy which is like <laughs> a country bar like downtown so we did the whole like rookie party that day and i oh. like myself and my other buddy were rookies at the time so we did all like you know you did like the dizzy bat and like they got us like the hats that had like the beer oh uh, like, yeah i so didn't know that was an actual years. thing it was kind of fun actually yeah so they just rookied us and then um they would make us you know do all this like stupid drinking stuff and you had like a vet who was like an older guy who would be in charge of you and like whatever he said goes like you'd have to do so oh <laughs> but it was fun so i ended up we ended up going to the roxy and then we ended up getting it for free because we told them that we were like <laughs> we were like a, the vancouver canadians which is like a single a professional baseball team in vancouver and they like bought it oh my so we went there and then um brought the cup Ended up breaking the cup in the Roxy, and then how? How did you break it <laughs> yeah. from the base? Because we were we were passing it around for everyone to drink out of it because it's like a huge bowl. Oh, that's so disgusting! Like the wood part and then the bowl on the top. That's so, gross, bro. Yeah, so it was fun, but yeah. So then one of our buddies, like I was, I guess trying to like give it to somebody, like dropped it, split in two, and we're like, holy, like what do we do? So we ended up losing it too, and then I 
losing it. <laughs> we, we lost, lost it. We lost the bottom part, but it turns out I think it ended up being in a limo, so it was fine. Like we found it later, but. I ended up having, I remember I was like pretty drunk at that point, so I walked over to McDonald's after, and just had like the, the top of the bowl, just like on top of my head, just like walking around <laughs> and stuff, so, so it was pretty funny, but yeah, it was a classic. What, what was the resolution of that? Did you have to like glue it back together? Yeah, yeah, we had to glue it back together before we could give it back, because obviously you had to give it, it back. Did they notice it? I don't think so. Oh! <laughs> so, so. Excellent. I mean, excellent job. Because we, yeah, in the group chat, we were all freaking out. We we're like, "Yo, like, what are we gonna do? Like, we're sewered, we're screwed." Yeah. And I was like, "I didn't break it. I don't care. Like, you guys, just get it. super glue, bro. The, the wonders of super glue nowadays. It's almost like a fun arts and crafts project." Yeah. How about you? Do you have any uh, fun, like, sports memories like that? So no, <laughs> no. Probably. I I didn't really I didn't really like playing sports when I was younger. I have I have some interesting memories back when I was volunteering for uh i used to be a skating instructor so there was some pretty like uh interesting and traumatic times from that yeah <laughs> but um nothing nothing nearly as fun but so did you did you always know that you wanted to play baseball or uh yeah like it was kind of i guess i was enrolled in it at such a young age like you know when you're like the first year of eligibility my dad just kind of enrolled me in like uh soccer baseball and hockey and they were kind of, they were most part like different seasons, like different times of the year. So it worked out well. But yeah, I just like played from then. And then I guess baseball was the sport that I was the best at out of all of them. Like oh. for, for me, for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just, I guess I liked that a lot. And then I'm left-handed. So for people who know about baseball, it's like, that's an advantage yeah. for pitching and stuff. So I'm a pitcher. Ah. But yeah, it's fun. Is there, okay, so... You're a pitcher, so is there like a a go to strategy that you use? Uh, it's kind or of. Do you, or do you feel out the the batsman? It's more. It's more that like, I guess sometimes like you can have kind of a game plan where it's like, um, you have you know say like a few pitches like I have like a fastball, curveball, changeup, and slider, and you're going to the order right to the batting order, so it's like. The strategy might be like the first time around, like don't show as many like change ups or curveballs, like go more fastballs. So then the second time round, it's almost like they're facing a new pitcher because right. you mix in like a new pitch. But most of that, like it's kind of just like what your catcher reads and then what you read, I guess. But I don't know. Most of the time, I just go up there and just throw. Like it's it's not that complicated. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> but okay. Depend okay. depends on the game. I always wondered about that. Do you feel a lot of pressure, especially if the if the team is close to like winning? Uh, sometimes. Like I'm normally I was normally like the starting pitcher, so I'd start okay. the game. So you I mean, wouldn't close, yeah. It yeah, like closing. There's definitely a lot more pressure, but uh, but yeah, starting is also fun too, and I like that better because you can kind of set the tone of the game. Yeah, but. But yeah, there is definitely sometimes pressure. Like, there's a few teams that we're kind of rivals with and stuff, and sometimes it gets a bit heated. But you get angry. Yeah, <laughs> get but, under your skin. But yeah, it's fun and it's all competitive, so it's good. But yeah, not like too. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, we're gonna backtrack again because I keep wanting to backtrack. Okay, go for but um, in high school, is that when you for so is that when you first started picking up music or? Uh yeah, like um, I took. A guitar class with my buddies and just for fun because I always thought like when I was younger I always thought it'd be really cool to learn how to play the guitar I never really knew I would like it as much as I did I guess so 
I started playing and it was like the teacher was really cool. Um, he's he was uh, there's always a friends. cool guitar teacher. Yeah, he's cool, but he's oh, he's best friends or, or good friends with one of the it's some Canadian band like Headley or something. With oh, Headley, yeah, singers. I know that song. Yeah. I know that band, yeah. Yeah, so I think he's like good friends with one of the lead singers there. They so. were popular in like the twenty ten. Yeah, <laughs> like I remember, there's one song that they had Headley. Uh, yeah, they used to be big. It was back when I was like in. Oh, back when we were in grade, uh, I want to say like, like, like either eight or nine. Yeah, but it was either Headley or Mariana's Trench. I hopefully I'm not. <laughs> one of those Canadian. One of those two, but probably Headley, I think. But um, I don't think they're. Are they from BC? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But but anyways, yeah. So I took that, but we were doing mostly like you know a bit of theory and scales, and it was kind of boring. Right. So I just wanted to learn how to play like different songs, right? So I just after that I just kind of went to YouTube and learned pretty you much learned the chords. Play, and... Yeah, so I pretty much learned like ninety percent of how to play guitar just from YouTube and just practicing on my own and stuff. Yeah. So. Okay. And when did you when did you like want to want to make that? So for the listeners, Travis is is uh, a musician now, or he's. A, what would you say, a part-time musician, a freelance musician? Sure. I'm <laughs> trying to gas you off. I, yeah, I don't know how to... But what made you want to consider that as a career? What made you go from, this is a class I took and this is something I learned to now? Uh, we had, uh, like, we still have kind of a band um, in high school that was fun. Like, you know, we just messed around. It was a few of my buddies and we played at one of the winter kind of, like, talent show things you know how they have those so we played yeah. a few songs there and that was actually really fun like a, a lot of fun did so you guys play covers or original yeah we played covers uh what song played uh twist and shout and daughters by john Mayer. So, oh so it's a weird fun. combo yeah it's kind of a weird combo it's always a beatles song i find yeah cover bands are but yeah it was really fun so after that i was kind of like okay i can play guitar but now like the next thing is like i really want to learn excuse me how to sing so that's when university came around and i was in chown chown <laughs> yeah well, well it's a people of queens podcast so hopefully people know where chown is yeah, yeah chown was disgusting anyways but the really cool thing is that they had piano rooms in the basement right. so um so yeah so i got a key from the the music hall and then went down there and i'd pretty much just go down there every night and try to practice and I was so bad like so bad to start off but that guitar no it's singing, singing. oh I say yeah, okay. so bad so it's just but it felt better that I was in like a piano room so it was like pretty much soundproof so but yeah it was good so I don't know I, I still loved it though um so I just kept practicing on that and I pretty much went down there every day for the whole year and stuff and obviously got better hopefully <laughs> and then you, uh, you be the judge you can check out I, i'd like to say i got yeah. better for sure yeah no i like his music i like his covers. um but yeah so then i just kept doing that and then honestly ever since doing that i've just had a real passion for it and even at school like this past year and the year before like i would take courses to help me with it so i took like a music theory class and then for like my Instagram and YouTube, I took um, digital marketing and stuff like that. And I learned, I'd always be researching stuff on the side and like watching YouTube videos and all that to try and have, you know, tips and strategies 
or growing, I guess, like the brand and all that stuff. So, so yeah, I found that was really interesting to kind of cater my university experience towards my music kind of thing. So that's been fun. Yeah, that's cool. You, do you want to plug yourself real quick? I was going to let you do this at the end oh, again. Okay, yeah. uh, plug, uh, uh, what is it? Okay, Instagram is Travis Pink underscore at the end. I think, hopefully, yeah. And then <laughs> YouTube is just Travis Pink. But Travis Pink, just, just search Travis Pink. And uh, I'll also, hopefully, if I remember, I'll put a link in the post that I make on Facebook. But yeah, that's that's really interesting. So is that something that you want to do in the foreseeable future, or is is singing what you want to do, or do you want to be a guitar player? Or? Uh, I think definitely singing more, like with guitar, would be what I want to do. So I don't know, I love it, and I just find it's like something like even when being here, I just do it every day. It's just like something yeah. to like take my mind off of things, but. Yeah, I definitely think it's something that I want to pursue in the future. So as long as I can get like graduate and have like the business degree in my back pocket, it's kind of like a security blanket, I guess. So, you know, if things don't work out, then I always have a Queens business degree to kind of fall back on, I guess. So, yeah, we, you know, we, we don't want to be thinking about like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what made you want to come to Queens in the first place, especially being from B.C.? Yeah, it's, um, it's partly, like, part of it's just kind of a lame story, and then the rest is, like, all my friends from high school went to this one university called University of Victoria, UVic, okay. in Victoria, Yeah, and I just, a part of me just wanted to kind of go away and, like, make new friends and kind of go across the country, so part of it was that, and so it was pretty much between either Queens or McGill, and, um, my buddy, housemate, Nick, uh, he and his girlfriend Shay were like debating on which school to go to and stuff and then I think it was Shay's girlfriend got into Queens so then Nick was like okay I'll go to Queens and then me I was like okay I'll follow (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I'll follow well you know that worked out for you do you do you have any regrets about that decision or I don't know I like I, I do really like Queens but I don't really like Kingston. That makes sense. <laughs> okay, as long as you don't insult Queens's name, you no. will be allowed to continue this broadcast. No, I like Queen. I think it's a great school, and like obviously met a ton of great people there and stuff, and so it's definitely a good. School. I'm joking. No worries. It's a free forum. Yeah, okay, there we go. But but yeah, I don't know. Honestly, if I was to redo it again, I might have gone to McGill, but that's only because Montreal is just such a fun city. I love yeah. going there. But then I would be broke so fast because going. And also, you wouldn't be on this podcast. So, and you know. I wouldn't have had my boy. You wouldn't have. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, I think that's that's enough of that. This brings us to our first segment. I'm going to just dive right, right uh, deep into it. But the first segment is called Spill the Brew. Creative, I like. That. Yeah, I have I have segment <laughs> names that are they weren't uh, you know as well received by my previous guest, but <laughs> yeah. thank you, Travis. I try. No, I'm trying to I have more. I, I have more. Okay, <laughs> but this is the this is the segment where you know nowadays these people are going around and saying spill the tea, right? Maybe this is old now. By the time I by the time I like have come up with this, it's old. <laughs> It was new when I came up with it, but like, it means like you just, you just, uh, you know, you, you give your true thoughts, you give an expose, 
But um, I, I was trying to try to find something controversial. So you're going to comment on something controversial. Right. And um, it's just sort of not in the genre of, of music that you essentially partake in. But I guess whatever it was, it was. I thought it was entertaining. But there's this article. Well, it recently came out. Um, Billie Eilish. That's how you say her name, right? Yeah. Eilish. Yeah. Always throws me off. Billie Eilish is under fire for her comments about the authenticity of rap music. And basically, so recently there was the Grammys. I don't know if you... I didn't watch it because obviously the time difference, but I, I yeah. saw the highlights. You saw the highlights. I yeah. know Brits was on like two nights ago. Uh, yes, we should have been watching that. I watched it. it was, <laughs> oh, you did? What was, a good... Oh, wow. Really Oh wow! Okay, well, I don't know how the 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 what what who won more awards for the Brits, but I know for the Grammys, Billie Eilish, right? She she won a lot. Yeah, she swept her categories. Did she? she did she, she won, win every single she one? She won all four, and then her brother also. I think her brother won five or four, but because he's obviously a writer and producer on all their music. So does he write all of it? Uh, they write it together, but he produces That's it. That's Bolshevaki. He definitely writes it. No, they both do. They both oh, okay. Do, yeah. So, um, but yeah, they. I think they combined won eight Grammys that night, which is insane. What? Yeah, combined. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, just insane. Wow. Okay, so because I remember the day before, I was like, Oh, that Billie Eilish girl is probably going to win a lot, right? I was just thinking, right? Because, you know, that's that tends to be like the main pop person in that time is the one that wins everything. Yeah. Well, what do you think about, this is not the real thing, but what do you think about, I want to talk about this, what do you think about one artist sort of, you know, taking center stage, especially someone so young and um, such a new, it's a new genre too, sort of. Yeah, like I think it's cool and like her her thing is all about how genres are kind of not really a thing anymore, I guess. Yeah, well, it's like electronic music, right? Yeah, yeah. like she does like alt a bit of alternative electronic and then pop a bit, I guess. So it's kind of like now, like she always talks about this, like pop music is, it's kind of different. Like you can't really put your finger on one song and be like, oh, this is pop music because there's so many different types of songs that are categorized as pop music now, so... But as yeah. far as like her being so young and in the center of fame, like she's eighteen. She's yeah, she's younger than yeah. So it's crazy. She's younger than us. I don't know. I think it's kinda like a similar thing as like, you know, like Justin Bieber when he was young and just in famous like Did he win a lot of Grammys back in the day? I d I don't know. I honestly don't know. But obviously like he's he was one of the most famous people on the planet at one point. Yeah. And still probably is, but Do you think her fame rivals Bieber's? Uh no, we have a new not right now. now. I think not like right she's getting there for sure. Yeah, like, she's definitely taking over. But what do you, what do you think about the whole concept of usually like in the past like there's Justin Bieber, there's Shawn Mendes, there's I'm trying to think of another male solo artist. But like even back in the day, right? Like the main if you look at the seventies and eighties, a lot of the solo artists are male, right? Like Elton John, George Michael, like David Bowie, Michael Jackson, right? What do you what do you think about this sort of shift between we're used to these, you know, pop sensation, girls go all crazy for them, male artists, to now Billie Eilish? Do you think she's disrupting the music industry, or do you think something else? I think she's, I guess, like disrupting it in like a good way. Like I think it's really good that somebody like so young, I'm being like female, obviously is 
you know, taking control and just dominating the music industry. So I think yeah, it's really good. I think it's neat. I think it's neat. Especially too, because I find now, like artists nowadays who really kind of, I guess, elevate themselves to the next level is just, they're obviously like super talented, but it's kind of like their personality that makes people like really follow them and like them. So it's like, you know, like Billy's like always going to be herself and like show, you know, her kind of weird and quirky side. And then there's other artists too, like Louis Capaldi, who's like, you know that song someone you love right right okay. uh he's kind of like rising up now and he's just like hilarious like he just doesn't take anything seriously just just says the most random stuff and his instagram is just hilarious so it's like he doesn't even care about his music right there's that whole element now where it's like someone back you know before i hate comparing things to the past but before someone could become famous solely on like a song right but now there's this whole other element of like social media presence right i think we saw this with cardi b because cardi b has a very similar like personality to what you're talking about like doesn't yeah. her personality is very like i think it's very suitable for like today's social media sort of atmosphere where she's just like this she like makes lots of offhanded remarks i, I, I personally find it funny but some people same, don't like it same with like lizzo too yeah lizzo yes okay um yeah i think it's hilarious i think it's cool too that obviously social media like people can just connect with the artists like pretty much directly like they don't have to go through right. other forms of media so i think that's why like artist personalities is just so prominent now because fans are just always connected to them yeah do you think like let's say this is you in like hopefully we'll give you a small time like five years <laughs> i'm trying to push you to be better travis or the pick name you know five years from now on my podcast we're gonna be talking about travis fink not billy eilish you're hyping me up. Yeah, I'm just gassing you up. But what, what do you what do you think this means for you? Is this something that you're trying to like think about, or yeah, I mean, are you worried about it? Because I'd be worried. I don't know. I guess like um, like I'm not saying that will happen, but say like if I was to get that opportunity and like be in that position, it's kind of like your whole life is on display. Right. So it's like at least say if it was in like five years. I'd be kind of glad because I've been able to, you know, been to university, have like, you know, totally like grow up as a person and not be, you know, like Bieber in the spotlight all the time. Like you can't really grow up and be in the camera at the same time. Like I feel like it right. really works. Or Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. just like, I feel like it's way easier to go off the rails like that. So if say that was to happen, then I'd be really happy that I had, you know, like a normal upbringing and stuff and able to kind of grow as a person and you know, like, know kind of who I am and what I want to do. Right, because you had that time to sort of, like, figure out who you are. You know, there's a, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a, I think Vogue or some some uh, publication company does, like, a, the same interview every year with Billie yeah. Eilish. Yeah. And I actually really like watching those mm -hmm. because it's interesting because essentially they're, like, capturing the way that she's growing up. And I don't know if I'm okay, if I would be okay with that. Because, you know, we, like, I did incredibly cringy things, like, even when I was, <laughs> even, like, a year ago. Same. Same. Like, so, that's the one thing that really concerns me about social media, especially with, like, young celebrities. Because how much of it are they going to look back and regret, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's interesting, the point that you make is you've had that time to, like, form yourself. Because think about how much of it, how much of your identity is is formed based on what other people think of you and you know for us it's like our hundred people that we know personally or something like we interact with 
that's like uh, that's a wide breath, but whole, like hundred people. But for like Billie Eilish, that's like I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of people telling you what they think of you. Yeah, especially like online too. Like obviously, as everyone knows, it's so easy to just you know say whatever you want behind like a screen kind of thing. Yeah. So I feel like for her, like being so young and like having just random like grown men like you know like hate on her, it's just kind of weird. <laughs> Probably do the opposite too. Yeah. The so, opposite of hate. Yeah. So it, it's really weird. So I feel like like what they've kind of like talked about is just not really paying too much attention to all the negative stuff and just like focusing on the good more because obviously it can have a huge impact on your mental health if you just keep you know going down the rabbit hole and searching for things that aren't you know very nice about you ever, have you ever gotten that and you have quite a following do you ever get hate I, like not really honestly it's been like i've actually been really surprised like knock on wood like a few like a few comments but normally they're like constructive and honestly like i'm actually very surprised like they're super nice very nice so i enjoy it oh, really, god like, bless the, you know small following i have <laughs> it's it's nice yeah well, well hopefully that continues even when you do get famous but um Okay, now that that wasn't that wasn't well. I could keep going on on that topic, but basically, this article is uh, is talking about. It's why I brought up social media because Billie Eilish uh, re- recently said, "Okay, she 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 uh, she was commenting on rap music, and she said and she was talking to Vogue about this, and she said there are tons of songs where people are just lying." Eilish told Vogue. There is a lot of that in rap right now from people I know who rap. It's like, I got my AK-47 I'm and I'm effing. I'm like, what? You don't have a gun? And that's posturing. That's not what I'm doing. Upon reading the snippet, many fans of rap and hip-hop were put off by Eilish's broad generalization, venting their frustrations on Twitter. Oh, boy. Anyone that agrees with... This is a tweet. Now, I'm reading a tweet, not my views. Anyone that agrees with Billie Eilish on what she said about rap slash hip-hop, please stay away from me. You are the feds. <laughs> you are the feds. Oh, my God. Worst part about pop... This is another tweet. Worst, worst part about pop stars like Billie Eilish talking about rap is that they always act like it's a monolith, like there's not more to it than what they describe. Yeah, I might agree with that one. At Desi Noaka says, when did Billie Eilish become the authority on what's authentic in rap? Ah, okay. <laughs> At John Omosphere says, yes, I will use rap trends and aesthetics productions to make a name for myself. Afford it any respect as an art form whatsoever. Lol. Okay, so she's she was, this person basically saying that Eilish uses rap in her own genre and then is in criticizing it. So, oh, th- then this article goes on to give their own opinion, but that's not what we're here for. But uh, it's talking about basically, like we were saying, the social media age in which you, you can't make a comment without being exposed. But what, what, my first question for you is in regards to this. Do you, ag- do you agree with Eilish that some people are being authentic in music or is she not... I feel like I'm asking a lot of questions. No, that's okay. I, I, I think I can answer that. Uh, I think it's like, I mean, I don't listen to a ton of rap, but as far as like from a songwriting perspective, um, oh yeah, you can, you can like songwriting, it doesn't have to always be true. Like you can always kind of make up scenarios and stuff. So 
I guess in terms of what you're saying about like the rap game, it's like it doesn't have to be true. It's just as long it's like as a persona, like, right? Yeah. So it depends like what kind of song you want to write. But say for example, if like you're writing like a love story and you're like 15, like you probably haven't been in love. <laughs> But, like, you can picture, I guess, like, yeah, you can infer, like, yeah, and just try to make, like, I guess, the song be relatable to people. So, in that sense, it's like it doesn't always have to be true, but it can still connect with people, and then that's why they like the song, kind of thing. So, wow, that was an amazing take. See, this is why I ask you these (laughs) questions. See, I I love that take, I completely agree. That makes sense to me. But, do do you think now, like, in regards to social media and things, do you think she is warned? Is she like warrants that that uproar because she said something controversial, so she like deserves to get be like lashed back, or do you think there's a problem with like the greater discourse? I don't know. Like I feel like she probably didn't really mean it exactly in a way that everyone's making it out to yeah. me. So that's the thing that's hard is like you can't convey tone over social media like that. So. I don't know, like, she probably didn't mean it in that kind of bad way, but I can kind of see where she's coming from, like, yeah. kind of like the, I guess, like, the rap, like, You songs. can say that about any genre, though, I yeah, think that's exactly, what Yeah, exactly, people... right? So, so yeah, so I, I can kind of see where she's coming from, but I feel like she didn't mean it in that way, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. And what, what do you think about people, um, like, songwriting, so do you, do you write original music, or... Yeah, you do. You bad, do covers too, right? Covers yeah. mostly. Right, writing bad songs right now. Just trying, <laughs> trying to get better. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, you have to start somewhere. Right? Yeah. But um, do you do you do you think that people should, ever should uh, singers always write their own things, or should you are you okay with people singing other people's material? Because I think a lot of pop music is actually ghostwritten or essentially written from someone else. Yeah, like I I think it depends on kind of what you want to bring as an artist but at least from like what I've kind of researched and stuff is that the people who actually are able to succeed in the industry excuse me are the (laughs) the beer uh the people who are actually able to succeed in the industry are the ones who are able to write like really good songs because um you know I mean it really depends like some people can be like incredible singers and have people write songs for them and it works out well but I think nowadays, like, people are, like, you know, the whole personality with the artists and trying to connect with them, like, they kind of, I guess, expect the whole package in a way for them to... The singer-songwriter. Yeah, like, that kind of stuff, so... And I feel like, in a sense, it makes it more relatable and more connectable to the artists because, like, they're sharing their own experiences. So, I don't know, I think now, like, the trend going forward is for people to, like, break into the industry is to have, like, good, good songs, like, that they write or have, like, a team with them ah okay and you see you see you think well I think a good example is like Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran's a singer song yeah so exactly what I was gonna say so like he's like he writes like a song a day and he just grinds and he does he actually he's a talent yeah and he's probably been doing that for like 15-20 years writing a song a day so he's been grinding but obviously like him like I wouldn't consider him like the best like voice like you know like it's not like a slight at all like he's an incredible voice but it's not like the most I guess like pop sounding voice but his songs are just next level like he's able to write such great songs his lyrics are beautiful yeah like that's why his albums have been so good and he's had so much success is because he's like probably the best songwriter right now on the planet like same with same with the Beatles too right right why their their music is timeless and they're able to just 
you know, the British invasion, like, take over music is because their songs were just incredible. Right. Well, that, that's an interesting point that you bring up. What do you, what do you think, now we're here, but what do you think it is about, I, I'm always curious about this, but what do you, th- always, what do you think about it is, is, is the United Kingdom or, or Britain that really gets, you know, the pop, the music scene going? Because if we, if we trace this back yeah. years, it's always the Brits that are, you yeah. know, you, we got, we got, there's greats, right? Like, there's David Bowie, there's Elton John. The Stones, Beatles. Yeah, the Stones, the Beatles. Like, if we, if we trace the pop greats, I hate to say it, but a lot of them are British. Yeah. A lot. What yeah. do you think it is? I don't know. Like, that's... I actually don't know. It's kind of cool that it, they're all from the UK, but... Yeah, I don't know. I do just, you think it's the music scene, like, the way that the music is distributed? Uh, it could be. I mean, for some bands, like... Obviously, the ones that made it big in America, they were able to translate well, but most of them were trying to gain followings in the UK and then go to Europe and then the States. So it was kind of like... They were just trying to see how big they can grow, and then if they're big enough, they could go to the U.S., and then if they liked their music, it would stick, and then that's kind of how they became, like, you know, the big pop stars. But, yeah, it's like you said, it's like they all had the music scene of, like, playing in dive bars and stuff like that and just, you know, just slowly growing their brand. And that, and you think that that approach is, is still realistic in today's world or no? I think it's definitely realistic and relevant, but obviously with social media there is like a lot of changes that need to be not need to be made but you know you just have to take different approaches and you have to be more mindful of like social media trends to kind of go up because a lot of times you're kind of facing an algorithm in some senses and then a lot of times you have to spend money to like promote your stuff so it's not it's it's more difficult now but you also have the media channels so it's like it can make your life easier okay yeah that makes sense that, you know, that reminds me, like, I think a good analogy is I'm always interested in, like, the stand-up comic, comedy scene. Oh, yeah, refills. We'll, we'll do that in a second. But the stand-up comedy scene where it's, like, a lot of the comics nowadays, they come from, like, the you have to play at the bars and then you work your way up, like, at the comedy stores. And then someone notices you and then you get a deal and you appear on TV. But there's also comics like Bo Burnham and other, other people I can't name right now, which, which come up from, like, YouTube. So there's still those two avenues. Do you think that with music, it's like, so you're saying it's the same? Or do you think, like, you have to be good at at social media to, like, be successful in music nowadays? Uh, I think you definitely have to have, like, strong social media, but you don't have to necessarily run it. Like, if you get to a certain level, you can have teams kind of running your social media. So it's, it's not like you always have to be interacting, but... Definitely, like, now, like, everybody has to have every single social media outlet just to connect with people. Right. It's become, like, a, a, a have, a have to have to be successful. Yeah, because it's, like, rather than, you know, like, back in the day, they had, like, more TV, more print media, more radio. I mean, now, still, radio is, like, obviously very relevant for that, but now it's more, you know, like, their social media pages that kind of communicates with their fan base and stuff. And how do you think, like music streaming plays into this uh like how it helps people grow and yeah stuff. it's definitely because all your stuff is sorry to cut you off but all your stuff is on youtube right yeah so my plan was like once when i can write more songs and have some that i'm like you know more proud of and like i think are a lot better then i was gonna try to do the angle of you know like how 
hoping to get it more produced professionally because I'm I can't do that. I'm terrible at <laughs> that to do that route and then obviously yeah like you want to distribute it out on like you know like spotify apple music soundcloud all those stuff because that's kind of where you get the more plays um for producing your own music right okay 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 i understand okay well that we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back thanks guys for listening so far all right and welcome back to the people of queens podcast we got a, a quick refill and we just double check some stuff but now that we're done the um, spill the bruise segment, we got really uh, got really deep into some things <laughs> about the music industry. But now is is time for my other segment, uh, which is called hyper beer radicals. Um, oh God! Which is like a hypothetical <laughs> where I ask the guest the hypothetical question, and you know what? We have uh, Chuck Klosterman, this genius. This, the individual Chuck Klosterman is famous for writing these uh, very uh, interesting hypothetical questions. And I, I, I have a list of his questions, but I, I read this one. I don't, for some reason, I just wanted to ask Travis. I, uh, I don't know what, what reflection of that will be, but we'll, we'll see once I... Is this once just I re- anything? Like, is it just random? Or what? Yeah, yeah, it's like random questions, like a scenario. <laughs> okay. It's a scenario. It's a scenario. I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me just make sure. Okay, so the scenario is that every person you have ever slept with is invited to a banquet where you are the guest of honor. No one will be in attendance except you, the collection of your former lovers, and the catering service. After the meal, you are asked to give a 15-minute speech to the assembly. What do you talk about? Oh my god. (laughs) That is a horrible question. Um, what, what the hell do you even talk about? I don't know. <laughs> What's up? How's it going? <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? Uh, if you could all please leave now, that would be great. I don't know. That, that's a random question. What would, what would you do, Mario? I want to hear your perspective. Why, hold on. Nice try. This is a, what? You can't spin it around. You have to give at least one answer, and then I'll try and answer. I asked them how they were doing. Is that not good? No, you have to give a 15-minute speech. So, so here, I'm going to give you the role play. Okay. I'm one of your former lovers. We're all in the bank hall. All right, now we're going to have Travis come up and give a, a speech. Here's the mic, Travis. Go. Go. Oh, my God. Uh, wow. You're on the mic and you're like, oh my god. Great to see some familiar faces. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Good start. Good start. Yeah, see? Now we're okay. Uh, this speech. Some of you may know each other. Some of you may not. <laughs> this speech will be the second most disappointing thing you've experienced with me. Oh, no. Okay, see? You got comedy. Wow, this guy is good. This guy is good, bro. This guy is great. Also, wow. this speech will last more than 30 seconds. Oh my. Have a good I'm day. sold. I'm already sold. <laughs> I'll accept that. That was a good answer. That was, hold on. that was a great answer. I'll accept that. It's just the mic speaking because I'm yelling. Because oh, okay. of, of the laughter. You're getting too excited. Yeah, I'm getting too okay, excited. You, you have to go now. You have no, to go. no, 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 no. This is, this is not how that works, young man. That's not how that works. Okay. Since you answered that one so quickly, I'm, I'm forced to uh, do another one. Another one. But I'm, I'm trying to pick a good one. These are all, these are all so long. 
Um, okay, here, here's the, here's the last, you know, controversial one. You're sitting in an empty bar, brackets, in a town you've never visited before, drinking Bacardi with the soft-spoken acquaintance you barely know. After an, after an hour, a third individual walks into the tavern and sits by himself, and you ask the, your acquaint, acquaintance who the new man is. Your acquaintance says, be careful of that guy, you are told. He is a man with a past. A few minutes later, a fourth person enters the bar. He also sits alone. You ask your acquaintance who this new individual is. Be careful of that guy too, he says. He is a man with no past. Which of these two people do you trust less? Wait, what? Okay. I, like, who I do you lost. trust less? The man with no past or the man with the past? Who do you trust less? Is it just any past? It doesn't matter. Yeah, just like, I think the question is trying to get at, do you trust someone with, do you, are you more careful of someone with like a bit of a background with people and I don't know what that means with a past or someone who no one really has anything to do with? Probably the guy who has no one anything to do with. Like that's kind of spooky. I don't know. You don't. Know you don't. Him. You don't trust them. So you trust. Okay. I would probably trust the other guy. I mean, obviously, I don't know any of them, but I feel like if you have a pass, you can kind of ask them like about it. I don't know. No pass is kind of weird. I don't know. He's been living under a rock or something. <laughs> Damn. Okay. This one. Okay. You work in an office. Generally, you are popular with your coworkers. However, you discover that two there are. It's currently two rumors circulating the office gossip mill, and they both involve you. Your first rumor is that you got drunk at the holiday office party and had sex with one of your uh, one of your married coworkers. Oh boy! Oh my god! This com- ru- this rumor is completely true, but most people don't believe it. The second rumor is that you have been stealing hundreds of dollars of office supplies and then selling them to cover a gambling debt. This rumor is completely false, but virtually everyone assumes it's factual. Which of these two rumors is most troubling to you? Oh, definitely oh. the first one, dude. That would... I think that's the right answer. That one would be crazy. But you said it was true that what? That yeah. Was a dog, so it's man. saying, like, do you care... I'm 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 really shouldn't be breaking these down. You're supposed to be doing this, but I think the point is: Do you care more about what other people think of you? That's false, but immoral, but it's false. Or do you care more about yourself and what you did that was wrong, but no one knows it? So is it okay oh. to like do something that's wrong, but no one knows it, or is it like basically do you care? Is is your version of ethics? Something is only bad when other people know about it. I think that's at the heart of the question. No, I, I definitely think it's worse, like, if you do something like that. Like, sometimes I'm, like, scared to honk at people, dude. I feel bad for honking at people sometimes. <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess, yeah, definitely doing something bad and nobody knows about it. It's, like, I mean, it really depends on what it is. But if it's something like that, that is really bad. And, yeah, that, I'm not about that. I'd rather have the gambling problem for sure. Okay, yeah, that's that's a really, that's a fair answer. I feel like, I feel like we're running through these. So, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll stop there. That was it. That was hyper beer radicals. I don't know. There was a good speech that was had. I enjoyed that. Great name. But now, it's oh, the final, no. the final, no. the piece de resistance. 
the signature uh, moment of our of the podcast. If anyone's listened to this and gone this far, I always leave it at the end for whatever reason. But it is what I call now Facebook hangover. Oh god! Travis's face is very red. He is, he's he's <laughs> dreading this. I've had people coming in this segment happy, sad, indifferent. Yours is probably the worst reaction I've ever gotten. I've said a lot of cringy stuff on Facebook for sure. I've it's actually it's actually so this this segment is all about you know I always say we got Facebook at a very uh, trifled time in our lives you know where social media was new and we were also young so we had access to this great power and we had no way of, of wielding it properly and as a result most of people's Facebook is is the same from when they were young. And there's a lot of very, very cringe. And you know, t- early to this this day when I was doing research for the podcast, I I was like, oh man, I feel like Travis, Travis has listened to the podcast before and I feel like maybe Travis is one of those people that doesn't have any dirt on them. So I was a bit worried going into the Facebook. But then I, as soon as I opened the images and I was like, this is a gold mine. No. I don't know what it is about my guests. Every single one has some sort of Facebook issue. Okay, my guest cannot delete things. Travis is holding his face in his hands. It's it's getting bad. And I was, let me tell you, I was having a ball of a time. <laughs> no. I was having a ball. It's always a ball for me to look through this. But, and I do, this is the thing we do. I just go to photos and I just scroll all the way down. Oh boy. And let me tell you, once I do, oh boy, let me tell you, there's some gems. So just off the bat, I see in the photos, there's just, Travis at one point uploaded a picture of the, play, the Playboy logo. <laughs> What I have no idea. Hold on, let me, 2011, on November 8th. Okay, so yeah, it's 12. 12. You're, you're, you, you have one of the some of the oldest photos I've ever seen in this segment. Oh God, which is I definitely really to delete that. Definitely a bad thing. <laughs> but uh, okay, so what happens is I'll pick a photo, I'll describe it because this is a podcast, and then I'll show it to you, and you have to give us the context. Okay, okay. let's do it. Okay. So, okay, this is from, I give the date, August 27th, 2012. It was not posted by you. It was posted by a Mr. Jordan Pink. Or Mrs., I don't know. That's a, that's a, it's a guy. Yeah. It's a guy, okay. It's um, Travis. Big surprise there. It's Travis sitting with three other individuals, two girls, one male. They're, they appear to be sitting on what looks like a, a pool inflatable. And they're on a beach, but it's night. It's dark. It's dark, okay? They're all sitting. They're all, you know, buddy-buddy. And the the uniting aspect about all of them is they're all mid-bubblegum bubble blowing. So they're all blowing a bubble. of uh, It looks like bubblegum. And someone thought it was a great idea to everyone to be mid-blowing a bubble and take a picture. I hope this has done justice to the explanation. Now I'm going to show Travis. Oh, yeah, I know that one. That one isn't even the worst one, so to be honest. But <laughs> I know, it's just what I said. Um, but, yeah. Okay, those... so now you have to give the context, young Travis. Okay, so that's in the summer. Those are, okay, the one, one of them is my cousin's best friend. And then the one next, uh, one next to him is my cousin, and then my sister, and then me in that order. Uh, we go up to where we used to go up to Soyuz, which is like a place in Interior BC, 
and it's kind of like a desert place. It's fun, like got a big lake there and stuff. So we'd kind of go up there most summer for like a week or two and just hang out. And obviously I had, uh, we were chilling on the beach one night and somebody thought it'd be just a great idea to just blow a bubble and then take a picture of it. So, But it was all for it. It's all for it if you blow the bubble. Yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty cringy, but... Oh man, the genius of Facebook is all right. Well, he 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 had the audacity to say that wasn't even the cringiest. So now I'm John, not what I'm. No, no, Travis. Well, I'll I'll pick them, and then you can decide at the end if we haven't covered one. You can you can bring it up. But this one I had picked up. Yeah. Okay. This this image is um, young Travis. I'll give you the date as soon as it loads. Oh uh, oh also oh. Posted on the same day, possibly the same album. Action Pack Summer. From, you know, apparently, yeah. From Jordan Pink with Travis Pink. It's young Travis sitting on the edge of a boardwalk. He has a, uh, what looks to be a kayak paddle in his hand. And he's scooping from the lake, but it's, it's a dried lake. From the lake, uh, a, a dead salmon with this kayak paddle. It's almost unbelievable when I describe it. And there's a group of people all watching him in the background. What a tremendous picture, Travis. Now give us the I mean, context. I wish I could say I fished that, but it really just washed up on the beach. And then I was going to go pick it up. You're the bold then, one to... <laughs> but then they're like, no, that's disgusting. Go pick it up. So then somebody passed me like some weird paddle. <laughs> I picked it up. And then for some reason, everyone thought it was so interesting. So then we had to take a photo of it. There you go. Wow. See, isn't this wondrous? The levels of uh, insight we just we get from these photos. Okay, uh, Travis, you just find the cringy one. What was the one that you're talking about? Um, okay, let's see here. I'm working. <laughs> okay, this one's kind of funny. Okay, here, give it to me. I have to describe it. Oh, okay. I saw, I saw this one. I was confused. I looked at this one earlier today, no, it's kind of, and it's, I was very confused. It's kind of a funny story. That's good. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be interesting for me to describe here. Um, it's, always a, it's always a trip. To, this is posted on September 7th, 2012 by a Nick, Nick Lab, who also is in Queen's yeah, Commerce. Oh, Queen's, yeah. Shout out to the Queen's people. But, um, oh, let me look at the comments. <laughs> okay, I'll read this out. <laughs> but it's a group of young young males, the majority of them shirtless, one of them with an or bright orange shirt. They're all in a lake, in the shallow end of a lake. There's a beautiful mountain, and it's a group photo. So young individuals, all shirtless, wearing... I'll get to that. Okay, Travis, <laughs> I'll do the explaining. Okay. Uh, all, you know, taking a group photo, it's having a great time, but the real, um, I don't even want to say eye catcher, really the the real, <laughs> that would be, that'd be inappropriate. The real phenomenon here is that they're all centered around a, a young individual, a female, who's like in her, what is this, 20? She looks like she's in her 20s. I don't know, she's probably like late teens or something. Late teens, and who's in, you know, a, a bikini, and they're all so happy to be taking a picture with this girl. So you you tell, so it's a bunch of, a group of boys, all taking a picture with an attractive female in the center. 
All shirtless. Okay, so this was one of our baseball trips up to Kelowna. Is this a model or something? Yeah, so okay. So oh! We were, we were on the beach being like 12-year boys just messing around, like playing like football and stuff and just throwing, you know, just throwing around things, going swimming. And then we saw like this one girl with this like cameraman and she had the whole setup, you know, with like the screens and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her, so it was pretty hardcore. And they just started like taking photos of her. And then obviously being like pubescent twelve year old boys, like we were just, You guys look so happy <laughs> to be yeah. in this photo. So we were just like staring at her the whole time and oh eventually I think like I, I'm pretty sure it was me or one of my buddies, like we went up You're to, right next to her by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know. Not a big deal. I had my arm around her or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, She looks like she's being under held under gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, so so we asked her if we could take like a big picture with her and stuff, and then you can see all our farmers' tans there as well, which is nice. And so yeah, we took the picture with her and then right after, uh, she gave me a little pack on the cheek, so not to, oh. not to brag or anything, but I was the hero of the day, so Thank wow. You. Thank you. Wow, what a young charmer. What a charmer. This guy picks one that he says is cringy and is a good story. Uh, You're a liar. Me. What? This, this guy's trying to save his reputation. This is why... Okay, this is why I never give... Okay, I learned my lesson here. I think you also posted that photo for the for the record. Nick did, didn't he? Yeah, I think, I think you, you posted it, Nick posted it, and they both showed up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, okay, I did, hold on, I'm gonna have to take take a moment to, to look, but I, I, I did note that a common theme seemed to be Travis being very intoxicated. I think you had an intoxicated childhood. <laughs> like, there's a lot of pictures from, like... A lot of jungle juice from my dad's cabinet. <laughs> jungle juice. Okay. Man, I didn't even notice that bubble. Okay, th this one, this one caught my eye, not because of Travis, but because of another individual. So I'm gonna have to get some insight. <laughs> Who is this guy? This is the most 2011, 2012 photo I think ever like imaginable. It's preview. Oh man, you look this. See, looking at these images just takes me back to this time. What are you 13, 12 in this? Look at this. He's got the skinny pack too. Look at this. Why are all these... You, you're so proud of your shirtless self, eh? Back in the day. I was a twig. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. Okay. But um, this seems to be like another lake photo. It's a group photo. Travis is on the end. Once again, shirtless. A lot of shirtless males. Common theme here. But... It's a group photo with you know your teen your 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 preteens and they're all they're all happy to be on the the boardwalk in front of a lake, but one individual catches my mind. This guy has a uh, the guy right next to Travis. He has a strong tan. He looks to be rather shredded. Yeah. He's wearing white sunglasses. You know exactly like the two thousand sunglasses that you'd imagine. He's got a he's got a chain. Around his neck, and he's got blonde tips, <laughs> yeah. and a and a and a and a pink volleyball in between his his legs. Yeah. Who, what is this? What is this? That is my cousin Jordan. Oh, okay. The, <laughs> the yeah. Jordan, the fable Jordan. I hope he listens, cousin Jordan. If you're listening, I, you know, good for <laughs> you, man. Good tan. Um, 
Yeah, he he loved. He had the frosted tips. That was like that was a great phase, and he this, also had like those speedy bracer sunglasses. So this is iconic. This look is iconic. But yeah, that was a Soyuz again. So that was fun time. <laughs> I actually have a really funny story about Nick. If you don't mind me. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so <clears throat> summer of after I think it was grade eight. There's a baseball camp in Oliver, which is like 20 minutes outside of Soyuz. So how we planned it was we would go to this baseball camp and then and then my buddy Ryan and Nick would come and stay like a night with us before they would drive back home. So, so we were 13 at the time, Nick was 12, and we, we drove back to the place. First night there, we're all excited, all my cousins got there and stuff, so then we all like after that we all went and had drinks on the beach so 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 we were like drinking on the beach and stuff and having a great time and then little do i know nick nick lav queen's calm represent he had four coors lights <laughs> couldn't handle that apparently <laughs> went back i missed back in the day when i went to a place and he threw up a bunch, so. Oh. So if you see Nick Lav, you can tell him. Exposed. He's a lightweight. So. Oh, confirmed <laughs> lightweight Nick Lav. Oh, cemented in the podcast. Uh, yeah, that was. A Is he time. still a lightweight to this day? Do we know? No, no, he's not. But. Okay, had a boy. Before Coors Lights, he couldn't keep it down. Yeah. You know, back in you know, thirteen-year-old body, he's not got a lot of volume. No, I know. Especially with that skinny plaque that I've seen. If that was a common tr- trend, then. That was that was it. Four course lights would have been lights out. <laughs> lights out. Well, yeah. No, he he just couldn't handle it. Couldn't keep up with the boys. Oh, well. That that okay. Wow. That's that's cool that you guys know each other from such a long time. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pick. Oh my. This is so cringy. I don't even know if I wanna even pursue it. No, don't look. You. This guy's trying to cheat. Okay. I'm just gonna end it with this. I think I think we should end we should put Travis out of his misery. What? If you're ever if you do if you do have the pleasure of being friends with Travis on Facebook, you know, definitely take a look. Oh, this has twenty comments. This probably came back. No it didn't. Oh man. See this sounds okay, I'll I'll pick this one because it, it seems like it could amount to something. Something productive. Also, I did. I want to note a, a theme in in Travis's Facebook is that he posts pictures of his um, like the school pictures that he takes. Oh, There's yeah, quite a yeah. few here. Those are like all my profile pictures. Yeah, they're all your profile pictures. <laughs> to this day, it, to this day. I know it's still my grade twelve, but everyone says I look like a duck in my grade eight one. <laughs> Which one is that? This one? Oh, yeah. you do look like a duck. <laughs> yeah, everyone says I look like. It was very duck like. I had braces then. That was a good time. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. This. Oh, this is 2011. It's posted by Travis. This photo says best time camp Q with Kevin. Okay. Um, it's Travis in the center with two other friends on either side. It looks like some sort of very busy room with some like tents and stuff. His friends look fine, no problem. Travis, on the other hand, I wish I could say the same. He he's in the center. He's is 
He's wearing a billabong shirt. That's something you'd wear at 2011. Yes, that's yeah. accurate. He's, his, his glasses, he's wearing like aviator glasses with white rims <laughs> and a purple tint. And they look too big for his face. You shouldn't have, this yeah. should have been, shouldn't have been a thing. Yeah. But you know what? I relate to this so much. But, and then his hair is all gelled up, you know, like in a little bit of a, a mohawk. And it's just, it's incredibly cringy. But let me, let me see if there's any gems in the comments. Oh boy. Here we go. Should I? I shouldn't expose these people's names. <laughs> I think Lay? Is that how you say Lee. it? Lee? Okay, shoot, I'm ignorant. Lee says, Heart! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Love the pick! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Chris says, Nice shades. Smiley face. Chris also comments, dot, 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 dot. Travis says, Thanks, but he spells it T H X. Act adequately. No probs. Yep. <laughs> Josh says, "Who is Lee? Who is Lee? Lee Bork. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't want to say the last it's name, Travis. Who is Lee Bork? And then, so, and then Carrie has responded, "Lee is amazing. That is who she is." I said, "Lee responds, hell yeah, baby." Wait, Carrie Ann, how did you end up in this convo? Claire says, "LOL." Well, how did Carrie Lee responds? Well, how did how did she even what? Well, how did Carrie Ann? Do you even know Travis? You're right, Carrie Ann. Have you ever even met him? You're one cool kid, says Cole. In the midst of all this, <laughs> Carrie says, "Ha ha ha." Claire responds, "Carrie Ann, that doesn't answer. Doesn't spell D U Z N T. Answer it." Qu exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Do you know who he is? Question mark, exclamation point. Carrie responds, long story, tell ya L8R later. Yeah. Ah. Best time, and then late, late, Lee? Lee. Lee, sorry, I'm so <laughs> Lee says, best time at Camp Q with Kevin. Dot, 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 dot. And Lee. And then Madison says, Kevin, question, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, heart. So basically, you know, this is a gem. This is, this is, a, this is a gem, basically. I found some sort of confrontation between three major characters. Um, <laughs> Lee, Lee, Carrie, Carrie Ann, and Claire. And, and both Lee and, and Claire are upset about Carrie Ann knowing you. What do you take? What do you t what do you make of this? Um, you had two people coming to your defense. This was uh, after grade six. We went to this like kind of Bible summer camp thing. Like we didn't really go for the Bible thing, but we just went to the camp uh, called Camp Quanos. And um, yeah, so like all, who was there? It was like Claire, Lee, Maddie, like another girl, Angela, and like more. There's more there. Uh, but I went with like my Victoria buddies and we just went there that photo you saw obviously I was rocking those aviators thought I was so cool yeah I, I relate to that so much clearly was it and um, oh god yeah <laughs> yeah so then that happened and then I don't know I guess they were just chirping Carrie Ann because she wasn't there so how did she know you okay well wait, uh, Travis you want to plug yourself again before we close um, Instagram, 
Travis Pink underscore and YouTube channel just Travis Pink. Travis Pink everywhere. Well, with that, Carrie Ann, I don't know if you're gonna listen to this, <laughs> but how do you know Travis? I don't know. <laughs> Till this day, I don't know. No, we're friends now. We're friends now, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was a fun podcast, and um, thank you once again to Travis. Thank you to. Um, everyone, all the listeners, thank you for all your feedback. People messaged me saying they listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. It means a lot to me. It's something we just do for fun. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll, we'll see you or we'll, you'll, you'll listen to the next one. Peace. Bye, Travis. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mario. Thanks for having me on. No worries.